for you this evening at GYT. Amen. A powerful man of God, man of God who's been with this ministry from the beginning. Amen. And him and his wife have worked diligently. Amen. And very close and committed. Amen. To this ministry. And we thank God for them. Amen. And just by word, in case some of you didn't know, amen, him and his wife, along with Pastor and I, were the co-signers for the church, for this building that we have. Amen? And let me tell you something. I just spoke with the bank on this week. Amen. I want you to know that our God is great. Hallelujah. Our God is great. And this church is worth three times more than what we pay for it. Come on and give God a praise. Come on and give the Lord a praise. Give God a praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give and it shall be given. Press down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. And we thank him for that, for his help, amen, his commitment to this ministry, to a pastor and I as we work throughout the years, amen, to do the will of God. And now we're going to ask our sister pastor, Robert Lee Lewis, to come forth. Amen. We're going to ask you to give God a praise for him as he comes and bless God for the man of God. Our sister pastor, Robert Lee Lewis. Emailed you my notes because my iPad won't open. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, give God some praise. Come on, give God some praise. Come on, give God some praise. I gotta praise, I gotta praise, and I gotta let it out. I gotta praise.
Hallelujah. I'm starting to understand what Nehemiah said. And Nehemiah 8 and 10. When the people began to weep. And he began to explain what God did for them. And he says these famous words. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. For my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We receive your word, oh God. Thank you for what you said. Thank you for what you're going to say. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you've already done. We are praising you now. Victory belongs to us according to your word. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. For my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Hallelujah. See, things may seem insignificant. Things may not seem like they should be. But my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter how it comes. It doesn't matter if the devil gives it to me. It doesn't matter who sends it to me. I know what I need. My God knows what I have need of and he supplies my need according to his riches and glory. Hallelujah. The devil's a liar, people of God. You see, I have my notes, my revised notes on my iPad. I go to open my iPad to retrieve my notes. Everything else opens except my notes. You know, everything opened on my iPad except my notes. The revised notes, the ones I was taking even last night. I want to go to those notes, but I couldn't. So, here's what the Lord did with the devil's technology. My original notes that don't have everything I need, at least according to my mind, is still on my phone. See, the devil forgot about my phone. These devices, so those notes are there. So, pastor, in her wisdom that God gave her, she said, why don't you send your notes to Bishop? And he'll send it to you. Or he'll, you can open it on his pad. You see, my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. See, riches is not just money. The riches of his word. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. We don't have to worry. Hallelujah. As I walked to the bathroom, I began thinking, Lord, why is this? I can't even open my notes. I, what am I going to say to your people? And I started to let fear arise. But the Lord said, allow that fear to ignite your faith. <laughs> allow your fear to ignite your faith. And when your faith increases, that's when God steps in. Hallelujah. For my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Give God a praise. Hallelujah. 
Because what the enemy means for harm, how many know it's our God who turns it around for our good? He means harm with these devices. He means harm. He wants to distract you. He wants to hurt you. He wants to keep you unfocused. He wants to keep your eyes off Jesus. But how many know I can get the word in every language on this device? I can get every version of the Bible that I want on this device. I know some of you are in this new age where you say carrying a book is too big for you. It's too much. All these pages. I'm not a book guy like that. Brother Lee, I got you. No problem. Take out your phone. Download a Bible or two or three. Download some dictionaries. Download some things that you need for the word. My God's word is going forward. It goes forward. It goes forward. It goes forward. Because from everlasting to everlasting, our God is God. It doesn't matter what the enemy is trying to do. He's trying to distract us with these things. He's trying to get our minds unfocused. He's trying to get our minds off Jesus. He's trying to get our minds off the one who makes a way. The one who has secured us, who has stamped us, who has put his name on us. Who has put his word in us. You see, God's word is above his name. And David said... I'll hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Oh, come on, take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord in this place. Give God praise because he's an awesome God. He's faithful. He's true. Amen. I don't believe I'm going to be up here long, people of God, because what I have to tell you is not going to be in the latest breaking news. What I have to tell you today is simple. And you're going to say, what? That's all you came to tell me? And I'm here to say right now, yep. <laughs> simple. Giving God the glory. Amen. And Jesus Christ, his son, in the presence of his Holy Spirit. Amen. To my leaders. Our Bishop Troy Ingram Sr. and our Pastor Gloria Inger. Can we stand and just give them, give God a hand praise for our leaders? And if they're not, if you're not under this ministry, just give God praise for them anyway. Hallelujah. You don't understand the value of great leadership. Hallelujah. Bless you. See, God has been dealing with me to help me understand great leadership, the leadership that we are under and how God is divinely directing them for us. God is directly, divinely directing them, divinely directing them, divinely directing them for us. Amen. As they move, we move just like that. As they move, we move, just like that. As they go forward, we go forward. Some of them youngins don't get that. That's cool. I'm old school. And I bless God for them in the absence of my wife, amen, and my children, evangelists, amen, and uh, deacons and people of God. God bless you, people of God. Amen. I love you. It's so good to see you. Amen. And... If you have your Bibles, we're just going to open up to the book of Nehemiah. Amen. First chapter. Thank God for the word. Amen. And God has been just dealing with me. He gave me this word. I'm looking at my notes. Amen. My handwritten notes when I initially started writing this, when God put this in my spirit, June 26th. June 26th. And the Lord waited till today for all of you to be here to hear this hear this hear this and I'm going to start a little bit different today and I want you to look in the eyeballs of somebody next to you, behind you, in front of you look them directly in the eye and say the topic is it's time to finish what you started give God some praise hallelujah 
It is time to finish what you have started. Amen. God is doing some great things in you. God wants to do some great things in you. God is trying to do some great things in you. Are you letting him? Are you letting him? I'm looking around this building and I see nothing but saved people here. If you're not saved, come see Bishop and Pastor after. They got a word that'll change your life forever. But I'm going to say 99.99999% of you, even to the babies, because I prophesy this over them, because God has empowered me to do so, you are saved. In Jesus' name, you're saved. Because the Lord has told me that I can speak those things that be not as though they were. So don't look at me crazy. Don't look at your children crazy. Don't say, no, you don't understand. They real bad. So was you. So was you and at that time with your unsaved self. Stop. Stop. Start speaking life. Start speaking positively over these children. Start telling them who they are in Jesus' name and not in your wicked name and not in your foolish name. Start speaking life. Start telling them who they are. How many know David was a young boy when he was told what he was going to be? He was a young boy. He was a kid when he was anointed king. Spoke it early. It was spoken over his life. Many people in their youth, was, it was spoken over their life. The word of the Lord spoken over their lives. And sometimes when things are spoken over our lives, it's hard to see what's happening. It's hard to see that. It's hard to see the upstairs done when you go upstairs and see all this undone. When you come down here and you, and you look at these nice cushioned seats, don't that seat feel good on you? Does he feel good on you? If you got no cushion, there goes some cushion. <laughs> that feel good? Feels good on your back? So it's easy to look at these seats, to look at this place down here and say, well, this has got to be it. Oh, look at somebody and say, God's got something greater. God has got something greater. And he's always, he always has something greater. Because we serve a great God who does great things. Who's full of mercy. Who's full of grace. Who's full of everything good because all that's good and perfect comes from him great God amen so the thought with having our topic it's time to finish what we started but here's something I want you to think about this week say this to yourself I want you to repeat this after I say that I'm going to say it then I want you to say it to yourself and then I want you to say it out loud say this to yourself listen listen Am I the problem? The reason why I'm not where I'm supposed to be. The reason why I'm not prospering the way I'm supposed to prosper. The reason why I can't finish what I started. Am I the problem? Because if a lot of us are honest, we're going to put blame every place else. You see, Brother Lee, it's those bills. And when my bills, because my check-in and my savings, the way it's aligned and the way I have it hooked up because of the connection, and then sometimes when, because the, with the overdraft charges that I get, and then, so it's hard for me to focus because I don't have no money, then I can't get to the church, and I can't, I can't go over here and because the... What? Your checking is the problem. Your saving is the problem. Your bills are the problem. Your children are the problem. Your wife is the problem. Your husband is the problem. Your job is the problem. Your school is the problem. Your this is the problem. Your that is the problem. Your underneath is the problem. Your on top is the problem. What? Hey, 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 hey. Let me share something with you. God has given you things. What did you do with what he gave you? Oh, you mean you messed it up? Oh, oh, well, because my husband is acting like this, that's not me. Oh, really? Well, how are you handling your husband? How are you handling your wife? I know you only got a little bit of money. 
How are you handling your finances? Oh, you didn't realize that getting a big, cool, luxury car is going to make the bill higher? Oh, you didn't realize with that big house, you got to pay electric and gas and water and the mortgage and the insurance? Oh, oh, you didn't know that. Wow. And the taxes. Thank you, Pastor. Big. Oh, you didn't know? So it's not those things that are the problem. What you need to evaluate and ask yourself and let me tell you is you. Am I the problem? Because when you're ready to admit that you are the problem, now God can start doing some things in you to fix you, to help you, to open your eyes that you will see so he can fix it for you. The challenge. The challenge. Whatever it takes, pursue. You want to get what God has for you? You want to finish what you started? Whatever it takes, pursue it. Whatever you got to do, whoever you got to cut off, get them out of your life, pursue. Whatever that hindrance is, pursue. You got to push through it. You got to pursue. What kind of heart do you have? What kind of mind do you have? Do you even want to pursue? Do you even want to finish what you started? A lot of us, there are things in life that we want to do. Life things. Life matters. Oh, bro, I want to go to school and I want to finish. Me too. Me too. I started, I went to Nyack College for a semester. And I did well. Big old grown man. This was seven years ago, I believe. I went. And then they sent the bill. <laughs> and that, that changed some things. <laughs> that changed some things. But I want to finish. But what I cannot do is allow those bills to paralyze me. If I want what I want... And I'm not pursuing business. I'm not pursuing uh, economics. I'm not pursuing any of those things. My, my focus was biblical and theological studies. I'm not playing. Because I know that I want to help in the Lord's house. And I can help with more knowledge, with more understanding. I want to help and be a blessing to my leaders. I want to help and be a blessing to the church. And the way I do that is by pursuing education. I know that. And it's time for me to finish what I started because not only am I the president, folks, I'm a client. I'm not above anybody in here. I messed up. I got to go back because I want it. I have to finish. I want to pursue. I have to pursue. I have to get rid of the excuses. And pursue, because I know my God shall supply. Oh, it goes back to that. It goes back to where we started. And my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. You know why I want to pursue this? Because I know that only what I do for Christ is going to last. There are a lot of accomplishments I can pursue. There are a lot of things in life in general that I can pursue. Opening a business, starting this uh, fundraiser, starting that, starting all these different things. And I can, there are a lot of different worldly things that I can attain. But here's what I realized after 48 years on this, on this earth. I know, 48, you was like, wow, he look good. And if I shave, I look younger, mother. <laughs> I'm younger than Bishop, yeah, just in case y'all didn't know. <laughs> just in case. Sorry, Bishop. (laughs) Had to plug me in real quick. (laughs) You're not too old. Age shouldn't stop you. You're not too old. Whatever, whatever it is, 
whatever it is. See, I've realized in these 48 years that all those worldly accomplishments, they're going to be nothing when I stand before God. It's going to be nothing. Listen, more than likely, half my life is already over. That is the reality. And if I'm not careful, I can let that sink me into a depression. No, I'm not depressed about that. Here's why I am excited. Because my ladder, <laughs> my ladder will be greater than the former. I'm not worried about what I couldn't accomplish back then or what I didn't pursue back then. But now God has given me an opportunity. Because I got some now faith. Now faith. So my now faith empowers me to pursue. That fear, thank you, Holy Ghost, <laughs> is now ignited by faith. Yeah. Before my sons get to college, I need to finish. Because <laughs> shortly they're going to be there. I don't know what it is you've been pursuing. I don't know what it is God has put in you. God has put something in everyone in this room, from the least, from the youngest, to the oldest. God has put something in you, and as long as you have breath in your body, here's what God is telling me to tell you, you still got time. As long as you're still here, you're listening to me, God sent me to tell you there's still time. Because he who has begun a good work in you shall accomplish it. God put it in you, started it in you. He's going to complete it. He's going to finish it. Sometimes I looked at this passage of scripture that said, and I'm going to start this scripture and then I, I would like you to finish it. For the race is not given to the swift, nor to the strong. Come on. Say it again. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, Ecclesiastes 9 and 11. Let's go there real quick. Let me show you something. Because I learned this and it blew me away. And I said, holy smokes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. He's so good. Watch, you're going to like this. Watch this, watch this. Some of you are really going to say, wow, bro, I ain't even know that. Just like me. But let me show you something. You ready? Are you there? 9 and 11. You ready? Ecclesiastes 9 and 11. Listen to this. Listen to this. Let me read it to you because you don't believe me. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong. Listen to this. Neither yet bread to the wise nor Yet riches to the men of understanding, nor yet favor to the men of skill, but time and chance happen to all of them. So you just recited two different scriptures. But when we study the word, we learn that sometimes we're in error. And not that the word you said was wrong, but the placement was. But you can add that word that you said to the ones that endure until the end. All through the, through the, through the Old Testament, through the New Testament, the, the word talks about enduring until the end. Even in Matthew, even Jesus said to endure until the end. Yeah, you, the race wasn't given to this way. It's not, it's not how fast you go. It's not how fast you are. You can be real fast and miss the mark. You can be real fast and miss a whole lot of things. Real fast. Or you can pace yourself. You can pace yourself and make it until the end. You have time. As long as you're breathing, you have time. As long as you're breathing, 
You have time, people of God, and God wants to accomplish some things in you because he knows the thoughts that he thinks towards you. Thank you, Jeremiah 29 and 11. Thoughts to prosper you. Oh, thoughts of peace. He has an expected ending for all of us. What do you believe? What are you doing? Are you pursuing? Oh, man. So look at this biblical character, Nehemiah. Let's go back to Nehemiah 1. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Amen. I said this is going to be quick. All right, let me make it quick. Let me, quick, quick, quick. So Nehemiah, um, this man of God, and, you know, looking at the beginning of this story, there's, there's some, some funny things. Let me just read this, 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 this first chapter real quick and, 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 and show you some, some, some cool things. Amen. And then we're going to apply this to our life. Amen. 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 Okay. And the words of Nehemiah, the son of Hachaliah, and it came to pass in the month of Chiselui, or Chiselu, something along those lines, in the 20th year, as I was in Shushan, the palace, the Hananiah, excuse me, that Hananiah, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews. Somebody say he's concerned about his brothers. So, are you? Or are you so caught up in you, you have no concern for the brethren? You see, people of God, one of the, one of the reasons why a lot of us are in the state that we're in, and we can't go forward, we can't push past certain areas of our lives, is because our soul concentration, our soul focus is on us. You are selfish you are so selfish in you and what you want to accomplish and what you want to do and you 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 and you 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 you've forgotten about your brothers your sisters you concentrating and praying on you so much you're not praying for anyone else you spend so much of your focus in, in the first Two minutes of your prayer, because you spend three minutes praying. You don't pray long. You don't pray long. Not that you have to pray long, but you ought to always pray. Always pray. Have you dedicated some time where you really spent some time in prayer? Or you just continue? You've come to the point in your Christianity where it's still only three minutes. It's still only five minutes. Why, brothers? Why, sisters? Why are you still on that express prayer? What are you doing? What are you really pursuing? You're not pursuing the things of God. You're pursuing the things of you. And you stunt your growth. You can't go further. You can't finish nothing. You're not going to finish anything because you're so caught up in you. Listen, only what we do for Christ is going to last. I don't know what God has put in you to do. I, I, I don't know. But God has sent me here for me because this is what he told me that he wants me to do. And he also sent me here to tell you. It's time for you to finish what you started. God has begun a good work in you, but you are stopping him. Mm. You are stopping God. God goes forward. God is about progress that's what God, God is about moving forward he God is about going forward but you have stopped our God shame on us because I'm included shame on us for tying the hands of God and stopping him it's time to go forward so Nehemiah he's concerned about his brothers and he asks what's up with my boys What's up with the Jews, man? The ones that had escaped, verse 2, and were left captivity and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, <coughs> excuse me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the providence are in great affliction and reproach. Oh, man, they are in great distress, y'all. 
great distress. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Now this, although this is a physical wall, although this wall was protecting uh, 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 this area, uh, uh, the, the city of God, if you look at the, in a spiritual perspective, people of God, there are walls in our lives that have been broken down, that have been torn down. Walls that when you first got saved were so built up, you were so strong in the Lord, you were so gung-ho, you were so ready. But because of life, because of issues, because of things, because of circumstances, because we let so many things get to us, now those strong walls have been brought down. And when those walls get broken down, you find yourself in the place that you're in right now. And you can't grow. And you can't move forward. And you can't go where God has purposed you to go. You see, there are some people that God has specifically assigned to you who you haven't gotten to yet. You know why? Because you're not ready. Because you're pursuing you. But let me show you about what you need. Verse 4. And it came to pass when I heard these words, oh God, that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Where is your compassion? Oh God, you're so caught up in you. You're so worried about you. You're so focused on you. You don't have no more compassion for anyone else. You see, when Jesus went forward in his ministry, what he did was help the people. What he did was heal the people. What he did was save the people. What he did was deliver the people. What he did was for the people. He fed the people. Jesus' compassion for the people caused him to help the people. His focus was not himself. When the apostles finally got it, when it finally clicked for them, they went out. Peter opened his mouth, not for him. Somebody got to catch this. I'm, I don't know who I'm talking to today. You got to catch this. When he opened his mouth, the people got saved. Thousands of people. When the church got started, it wasn't for just those individuals that was in the upper room that received the Holy Ghost, but it was so they can go out, oh God, and compel others and to build the kingdom of God. Going out because their heart was for the people. Stephen, Stephen, as you know him, in the book of Acts, is getting stoned by the people. They are killing a brother in the Lord with rocks. I can't imagine what that death was like. But as he was dying, Look at his compassion for the people that he learned from Jesus. His compassion for the people caused him to tell God as he seen Jesus. Oh, God. Jesus stood up for his servant. And Jesus is standing for us, advocating for us, going to his father for us. He stood up, Jesus. And Stephen looked and said, Father, forgive them. He mimicked his savior who was on the dying cross, who wasn't up there for himself, but because of his compassion for the people, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Stephen said, don't, don't charge this against them, Lord. 
Don't charge it against them. Because although they're killing me, they're alive. You can still save them. Oh, God. Ah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on. He prayed. He fasted. He prayed. He prayed. He fasted. People of God, you need a prayer life. I don't know what you've been doing. I don't know how much time you're spending on the phone. I don't know how much time you're spending tweeting. I don't know how much time you're on Facebook. I don't know how much time you're spending distracted doing other things. But it's time to develop a prayer life. Because true people of God have a prayer life. Have a life before God that stays in constant communication with God. You're constantly talking mess to others. Stop what you're doing. Stop and start talking to the Lord. Spend more time talking to God because he's the only one that can answer prayers. He's the only one that can change things. He's the only one that can fix it for you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. And verse 5. And I said, I beseech thee, O Lord, God of heaven, the great and terrible, in other words, awesome God, that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open and that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now, day and night, for the children, not for himself, for the children. He's praying for others, for the children, for other people, because he has compassion towards other people. Because God has a great mission for him. Oh, God. God has a great mission for Nehemiah, just in case you didn't know. He's about to do something wonderful and great and awesome. But all these years of his development brought him to this part, brought him to this phase where he is right now. He has a compassion for his people. Now, you can't tell me my God don't hear your prayer. You can't tell me that God won't do it. He's showing us right here. God is going to show you what he's going to do because of the prayer of the faithful, the fervent prayer. The fervent prayer of the righteous man that availeth much. Look at this. Let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant which I pray before thee now day and night for the children of Israel thy servant and confess the sins of the children of Israel which we, which we because he said Lord I'm just like them. I'm just as bad as them. Would we not just for them God but for me because you got to confess that you're the problem. Am I the problem? Yes you're the problem. Don't think about it. I'm telling you the answer. Yes you are the problem. That we, oh God, have sinned against thee. Both I, there you go, and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt very corruptly against thee and have not kept the commandments or, nor the statutes nor the judgments which thou man, man, uh, commandest thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee the word that thou commandest thy servant. You want to get God to move? You want to get God to move? You want to get God to, you want to, get God to do this? Mm-hmm. You want to get him to do that? Tell him his word. <laughs> Tell God about his word. Tell God about how great his word is. Start opening your word and repeat God's word to him because his word can't fail. His word is above his name. His word is above his name. Start giving him his word. God, this is what you said. Oh, God. <laughs> Woo! Oh, yummy. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> Amen. But if ye, verse 9, but if ye turn unto me and keep my commandments, this is what God said, and do them, though there were of you cast out unto the uttermost parts of the heavens, yet, oh, God, somebody say, yet, yet, yet will I gather them from thence and will bring them unto the place that I have chosen to set my name there. Oh, God. Oh, yes, Lord Jesus. Now, these are thy servants and thou people whom thou hast redeemed by the great power and by thy strong hand. Oh, Lord, I beseech thee. Let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name and prosper. I pray thee, the servant this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. For I was the king's 
cupbearer. So because I can't unpack all of this, because it took longer than I thought. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for the excitement. Because <laughs> Listen, I'm not here to be bored. Listen, I'm not here to be bored. Listen, church is not to be endured. It's to be enjoyed. All right, don't sit there like, oh, man, this is over. You're looking at the time. Oh, man. No, man. No, I, no. I want to hear the word. I want to learn. And I want to get excited. <laughs> for the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm excited about the word. Lord. He said, I was a cupbearer. Now, let me tell you what's so messed up about the cupbearer for the king. Because he gets some bad juice. Before it gets to the king, he's dead. It took courage to do that job. But look how God sets us up. He positioned his servant all these years. All those years of his life was spent preparing him for this moment. For him to be in a position as the cupbearer to go before the king and ask the king, king, I need to go back and help my people because I have a project I have to start and it must get finished. And I'm paraphrasing the first half of Nehemiah. He goes and he prays and asks God specifically for certain things that he needed for the king. Because, why am I telling you this? Because you need to start directing your, car, your prayer and specify what you need from God. Start getting specific on what you need. Stop asking God to take away the problem and ask God, God, give me the wisdom on how to fix this. You know, God, you have the answer, Lord. All right, God, I started right here. Give me the wisdom on how to finish it. Because in this book of Nehemiah, this first half, he came against opposition. People talking about him. People that wanted to kill him. People that wanted to stop the wall from being built. But he said, oh, man. Matter of fact, he didn't even go to these knuckleheads. He sent some people to tell him, I started good work. I can't come down. No, 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 no. No. No, because we get distracted. Because we let things throw us off. We let people throw us off. We let things get in the way. And we use that as an excuse to stop what we've started. And I'm here to tell you by the spirit of the living God, it is time to pursue. It is time to finish what you have started. Go forward and do this work. Go forward in that ministry. Go forward and open your mouth unto the people. Go forward and be a blessing to someone. It doesn't matter. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. But here's what you'll learn if you read the story of Nehemiah. When you get a chance, read this, this compelling story. Here's what I loved about Nehemiah. Nehemiah became God's snitch. He became God's confidential informant. Every time these people rose up against him, he said, Lord, it's them. It's Pookie and them. Pookie and them are trying to stop this, Lord, and you know what you told me. Come on. Come on. There were some, some people in there that was trying to stop this great work. There are people in your life that are trying to stop you. They know that you're, they, the enemy knows that you're trying to get closer to God because he sees your prayer life pick up. He sees you stop talking the same. He sees you're not looking at those programs. He sees you're not hanging out with the same crowd. He sees you're coming to curse more. He sees your dedication. He sees you're trying. He sees, he sees, he sees. And he's going to do everything to stop you. But let me encourage you with the word of the Lord. <laughs> Stay in contact with God and pursue. Go forward. You've got to finish what you started. Stop allowing the enemy. Stop allowing these distractions to stop you. Go forward. Finish what you started. Come on, give God some praise. Come on, stand in here and give God some praise. Come on, stand. Give God some praise in this place. Hallelujah. Come on, give God some praise. Come on, give God a mighty praise. We serve a mighty God. Give God a mighty praise for his great and marvelous works. Hallelujah. Come on, that's weak. You serve God. You serve the Father. You serve his son, Jesus Christ. He put his Holy Spirit in you. Praise him. Praise him. 
Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Amen. Finish what you started. Amen. I'm doing a good work, and I cannot come down. Amen. We need to finish what we started. Amen? Starting to clean the house, finish it. Let's totally clean house, not just naturally, spiritually. Let's clean house. Amen? Amen. Is there anybody that wants prayer today? Amen. Who wants prayer? Who desires prayer? Amen. Come up quickly. Come up quickly. Amen. Come up quickly. Amen. Yeah, we have another service, but there's always a time for prayer. There's always a time for prayer. Our Lord said that men are to always pray and not faint. Amen? Amen. Let us remember this. Men ought to always pray and not faint. Amen. Keeping ourselves before God. Amen. Staying connected with the Lord as we obey the commandments of the Lord. Just like Nehemiah, God has set us up to be blessed. Amen. To be a blessing to others. Amen. That is the height of unselfishness. To be a blessing to everybody else around you. Amen. To think of others more than you think of yourself. For that's what Jesus said. Love one another. Amen? To love others as you love yourself. Amen. Something very crucial today in a world where there's so much hate, in a world where there's so much division. Amen. Let us pray for more love. Let us pray for more unity. Amen? Amen. Come on and lift your hands up with me if you're on this prayer line. I don't know your need. I don't know what your need is. But I do know this. We serve a great God who has everything. Amen. Who has everything. Amen. He has everything that you need. And he will supply all your need according to his riches in glory. And whatever you started, he's going to give you the power to finish. Amen. And as pastor and I go by, we're just going to lay hands on you by faith and believing that you receive. So what I want you to do right now, as we lay hands on you, I want you to begin to worship God. Right where you are, begin to worship him. Begin to give him glory. Begin to give him honor right where you are begin to worship God as we touch and agree by faith we count it done in Jesus name we thank you Lord we touch we agree by faith 